The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Madness episode pops and LJ have they are off this week, but I am joined by. We'll be started with Jared first, and we're going to talk a little through the bracket. Just kind of, we've had a few days to dissect things, let it marinate, think about what we want to do, and then we also are joined by Dave Mason a little bit later on from Bet Online to talk about all things betting and March Madness and a little bit of everything when it comes to betting. He he, he kind of lets us see how the how the sausage is made, if you will. So we'll get to that here in a minute. Before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at eBay. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers. We'll enter you into a drawing for one of one pair. One of one pair. So there's only one out there of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. I'm just saying when it comes to, to getting shoes, there's a lot of sketchy apps out there. I know, Jared, you've probably seen on uh, Twitter people complaining about the sneakers app where you, <laughs> it crashes on you. And then other people where you... You order a shoe and you don't really get the shoe you thought you were getting. eBay helps you out. They got a team of authenticators who check each shoe to verify the box, the logo, the stitching. Make sure that that Nike check is the right Nike check, not a little fat Nike check or the Adidas with two lines. This is Yeah, you're you're getting the real deal over eBay. And if you go put in the promo, go to eBay.com/sneakers. And they'll help you out. They'll give you a little deal. And if you're selling sneakers over at eBay, they also give you free to sell on $100 or more. Other sites will charge an extra 25% just to sell on their sites. So with eBay knocking off that, letting you sell for free, that just gives you more money to buy more sneakers. Or maybe you're just selling sneakers to go buy other stuff because you know eBay's got everything under the moon there. So go to eBay and get what you need to do. All right, let's talk to Bracket, Jared. Jared, first off, thanks for joining us. Oh, hey, always great to be here. Um, let's just start in that West region. Now, the number one overall seed, I think it's pretty obvious. Gonzaga does have the, the clearest road to the championship, which they should, the number one overall seed. They're 25-0. and 0. Do you think, What do you see any place they can slip up, or do you have them kind of penciling as the national champion? Well, as we know, with March, you never really know what can happen. 
Mm-hmm. Virginia, case in point, a few years ago. Yeah. I don't believe anybody in the world thought that was <laughs> legit <laughs> actually going to happen, even if you were one of those that loves Not upsets. even UMBC thought that was going to happen. <laughs> no, no. But uh, Gonzaga, yeah, it's definitely... Of course, they made the national championship a few years ago, mm-hmm. but Gonzaga with Mark Few, it's the year for them. If they don't do it, I know a lot of teams are like, can they do it? So... I mean, just watching, they have a really good team. They play unselfish basketball. And that Jalen Suggs dude might be as good a player in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely one of those guys. But, uh, yeah, like I said, Gonzaga, it's definitely that year because, you know, there's the people out there of if Gonzaga's up there with the Kentuckys and Kansases and Dukes and all the teams that go win it a lot of times, they're – a lot of people don't believe that they're actually in that conversation of mm-hmm. teams, and this is kind of their year to, hey, we're the best team in the country. Let's go win a national championship like we're supposed to. So I'm not saying that they have to go win it this year, but it's I was going to be it's going to be tough on them if they don't. Concern that they could overlook because I think, and you probably have seen them play more often, just uh, knowing you've watched some Big Twelve. I thought if they saw Oklahoma in the second round, Oklahoma's probably. At one point this year, some people thought they were a top 10 yeah. team. They've fallen off since then, but I think I saw today their second leading scorer, Davion Warren or Davion something, tested positive for COVID. He's going to be out for the first two weekends. Uh, so that's yeah. Oklahoma. I mean, and then if they, early for sure, Oklahoma is one of those teams. I think I saw today Oklahoma, the last seven, eight, somewhere in that area of games, teams not named Iowa State, they haven't won a game. Yeah, they've definitely, so, at one point, they were, everyone loved them, saying they were going to be a sleeper, and then they've fallen off a cliff. So, so uh, they might can recreate that magic, but yeah, it, just looking at Gonzaga, though, they get, so we already just mentioned Oklahoma has some COVID issues. Don't really know what to think about Virginia and Kansas. I mean, they're coming off a pause. I was trying to look at that as my bracket. I don't know if that means they're going to be fresh, because they didn't play the tournament. Kansas didn't have to play a tough Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Or does that mean they're going to be sluggish? I have no idea how that works out. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people – because Kansas has had such a weird year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, look at Kansas early. People were high on them. They were one of the highest rated teams, I want to say, early in the season. They were top three or four at the beginning of the year. And then they started started to fall off early. I mean, they – really, they're, really their downfall started with that big Texas loss. And, and yeah. after that for a little bit, I, I know there was – a probably a couple weeks in there where people were kind of putting them with the Dukes and all of them of, are they actually going to make the tournament this year? Yeah, and they kind they of got ride that they, ship. Yeah, but they got it together late. But like you said, the whole COVID thing are, I guess everybody, I guess we're sure they're going to be ready for the tournament. I guess they're not going to have any guys out. I, I haven't really read too much into that. I don't believe they're going to have any, at least of their main guys, missing the tournament. I know they, I know Bill Self said I think they had a couple guys not making the trip, but I don't think it was any noteworthy people. So They lost to Texas twice. I didn't realize yeah, they, lost, they, lost, they lost both games. Um, do you think... That's, that's why I really wanted to play that third game, just to see. <laughs> moving forward, in that bracket, we'll end on the West, but so who is the threat to Gonzaga? Is it Iowa? And do they have a real shot at beating? I am very confused by Iowa as well. <laughs> they were like, another one of those teams. I think they were ranked yeah. number one overall for a second. I was been yeah, I was been up there. But I was one of those teams. I feel like if you can score a good amount, like if you have good shooters and stuff, you can. I was slow. I yeah. was looked very slow, of course, in the games that I watch. So I feel like if you got speed and you can score, 
I'm not 100% sure that Iowa can beat Oregon. That Oregon's one, one of those Oregon's got some guards that yeah, can score. Yeah. So I Oregon, but I don't know. That whole brackets, that whole brackets kind of weird. Uh, I know a lot of teams. I would have to because, of course, I haven't spent my college basketball watching this year. I haven't spent it on watching Ohio, but yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are big on Ohio. Well, I'm, they got that Preston kid. That I've some seen people are saying the John Moran of this tournament. I've seen. It. I've seen a few people have Ohio playing. I've I've seen a few people in their brackets having Ohio playing Gonzaga in the Sweet Sixteen. I believe now, right here. That's what I have in this one. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's it's possible. And I guess. you'll hear it coming up a little later in the pod. But Dave uh, with Bet Online also said there's a lot of public money on Ohio. Yeah, people yeah, like I mean, Ohio, and people are bullet or, or a little off of Virginia. After it's that one of those. COVID yeah, stuff. it's. I mean, it's one of those. It's definitely one of those situations to where it seems maybe all the pieces are falling, which. That's it. Seems like that, and then you get to the game, and Virginia wins by twenty. Yeah, it's usually how March works. But like I said, I mean, they a lot of people are high on them. I'd have to maybe know more about them before I would be fully in on them. But I mean, if they also, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of people with their brackets have it be a thirteen twelve right there in that second round because I know yeah, a lot of people. Lot of people are, I know a lot of people CSB. are fading Creighton with how they they've been struggling a lot lately. Them and Santa Barbara's apparently got a. A couple of freshmen that all played, or yeah. not freshmen, but transfers that played big time basketball and have all came to there. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Creighton's also one of them teams. Like in Oklahoma, we said, I mean, they've been they've lost a lot of games as of late. The whole, of course, McDermott situation. Yeah, ever since everybody he... knows that, but yeah, it's uh. So like I said, I, I don't know. I mean, for me. It would have to be a major slip up for Gonzaga not to make the Final Four, yeah, not to come out of this way. region. Which, as the number because one overall seed, that's probably what it should be. If we had a team, if we had a team, even say like a, I mean, if we had, if they had an Oklahoma State, uh, Texas, uh, if they Florida had, State, uh, if they had a, yeah, an Arkansas, even. if they even had a Purdue, if they maybe had a, like just teams that, but they're only to me, they're only maybe a legit threat. Is Iowa maybe a Kansas or Oregon if they could put it together? And that won't happen until the Elite Eight. Yeah, and that won't happen until the Elite Eight. And I think I just don't see. I could maybe see it be a I don't know all the way through the national championship, but like a Villanova run from a few years ago where they yeah. were they were the favorite going into the tournament. They ran through everybody they played up until that point. So I could see that happening, but. Let's go down here to the East. I know there's going to be one team in the East bracket that's definitely piquing your interest. And we will talk yes, about them because now I have a little <laughs> invested interest in them too with uh, the University of Texas. But just in general on this bracket, is there a team not named the Longhorns that's either a team or matchup or future matchup that could happen in that bracket that you're kind of intrigued by or confused by or just anything? More and more I've been like thinking about and looking into it. A game that I'm actually very excited for is the Bonnies and LSU. It's it's been one of them games that a lot of people have been not really talking about going on the right. I think winner of that game has a very good shot of beating Michigan in the second round. Yeah, I do. LSU's Michigan's one of those teams just, that can score with anybody, but they also if they're not hitting, they also really yeah. And then they I've seen them play Arkansas many teams either. I've seen them. I think they're like in the hundred and the hundred rankings in defense. They're now they're like three in yeah. offense. But. Like if Michigan and LSU meet in that second round, it might be one of them like ninety to eighty five type games. Like it's not going to be, but Michigan has definitely been a weird team this year. I don't know. There was three weeks ago or maybe two weeks ago, they were like the overwhelming people are going. 
I know Gonzaga is under or undefeated, but Michigan is oh, the well, best team yeah, in basketball. Yeah, there was yeah. Right there after was, they beat Ohio I State. remember yeah, a ranking like one of the rankings that came out like three weeks ago. Everybody everybody was saying, "Hey, Michigan." And then, of course, Michigan followed that up with losing to what Michigan State and losing to Illinois by. And I think 20. that's part of playing in the in the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten, Big Twelve has an argument, but I think Big Ten's probably the best conference. And Michigan got caught up playing Illinois, who now might be the hottest team in the country. Then Michigan yeah. State beat them, and then I, I'm worried about them. And the and Livers is out. That's one of their guards. Is Livers for forward. sure out the entire? He's out indefinitely. So probably this weekend for sure. Yeah. So that would mean Hopefully they in the second round weekend. game against LSU. Hopefully they make it out of this if they can make it out of this weekend, it seems like people think he'll be back by the Sweet 16. Yeah. But even without him, they do have a good roster. That's one of those – I basically put a question mark beside them. I just don't know. I can see them making a run. Mm-hmm. I can see them losing that second game, like you said, to LSU. And then, I mean, probably out of all four, like, like we said, I mean, we know probably Gonzaga – I mean, the East, maybe out of all four, is the most confusing. Because, I mean, Florida State's been one of those up-and-down teams this year. You can maybe see Florida State making a lead eight run. Mm-hmm. Also, if Florida State lost to UNCG in the first round, I'm not going to be just too shocked by that. They're yeah. one of those teams. I mean, same with I mean Colorado, Georgetown. I know a lot of people, especially betting-wise, are high on Georgetown. Because they're coming off their high. Like, like I've seen a lot of people say, though, if, like I've seen a lot of people say, though, with Patrick Ewing, if you're Georgetown – they kind of already won their championship. Yeah. Because if you're Georgetown three weeks ago, even really a week, week and a half ago, if you're Georgetown, you had really no hopes for this year. I mean, it was you were just not, kinda, they were, they won, got in the tournament because they won the biggies. They were not. Oh, not even close. They, I, they were below 500. I, I, I think they were bad enough to where if they would have lost, if they'd have lost their first or second big East game, they wouldn't have even made like the NIT or anything. Like they were that bad. So I don't, I don't know. People are high on them. I don't really know much or what to think about Colorado. Or I think Colorado, from what I've gathered with them, I watched a little of them in the Pac-12 tournament. They're a good team, but they're kind of a boring team. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing excites you. That's a lot of Pac-12. Yeah, nothing excites you about them, but they're not a bad team. But I mean, and then, that's why a lot of people are doing this Georgetown over Colorado pick because you know 12-5. Yeah. Everyone loves a 12-5. Oh yeah, it's always happens. Seem to be every year, but uh. And, and then, I mean, looking down, I don't like. I said I don't know what to really think of BYU. I mean, you would think. I, th- I think in. I think I for sure have Michigan State in that game because UCLA's been very bad lately. Yeah. So I think I have Michigan State in that game, and then Michigan State BYU. I don't really know what to think of that game. You would think. Pro- I mean BYU. I don't really know. Like I said, I mean they. The couple times they played Gonzaga this year, they hung with them, but that's really all to, I guess to say for them. I don't know what kind of resume they put together, but. I mean, as far as that there, I mean, not even not even biased with this. Of course, you even think it as well. I mean, it's to me, it's Texas's region to lose. Well, so like the more and more I, I, I hate to have as a fan, I hate to have talked myself into that. But the more I've talked myself up for it and looked at it, unless Michigan is back to the Michigan they've been at points this year, I legit think that it is Texas's region to lose. So I'm going to throw out, because obviously we were talking beforehand. Uh, we did a Calcutta, and the group I was with, we put a lot of money behind Texas, so we want to see them make a run. I, I'm going to kind of lay out why. Which knowing Kevin's betting, that kind of gets me a little scared yep. for Texas. <laughs> I'm going to lay out to you why I like Texas, and you just kind of as, as, a, as a pessimist, so as a Texas fan where you're just seeing what could go wrong, okay. you kind of tell me what you think. So yeah. I'm with you. I just think. Out of Michigan State, UCLA, they're both okay, but I could either see one of them upset in BYU. I just don't think BYU's that great. They're not bad, but they're just not that great. Mm-hmm. 
Then when you go down to the bottom part of the bracket, UConn and Maryland don't scare me. Alabama hey, is... UConn, UConn when they're in that 7-8 seed range. Yeah. When they're always their scariest. They that's when, that's scary. when they win national championships. And they got a guy, Booknight, I think his name. Uh-huh. He, he People sometimes compare him to Kimba just as can take over a game. But then yeah. looking at the 2-seed with Bama, Bama to me is that team that I could see them losing in the first round or getting to the championship. They mm-hmm. shoot a lot of threes. And when they're hidden... They're great. And if they're not hidden, as you live, said, March live Madness. Live and die by out. the three in March Madness can be very detrimental to you. That's that's what Duke did when they got beat by 15 seed. Say Iona just has a couple of guys that are on that night, and Alabama's threes just aren't hidden. Like you said, I could see them losing that game. So, so second Rick round. on the tournament. <laughs> yeah. So second round, I think Texas is just too big and overwhelming and athletic for either team they'll face in that second round. Yeah. Then I just am not that afraid of Alabama. And then we go to the top of the bracket, and if Texas can get to the Elite Eight, we don't even know if Michigan's going to make it there. That could end up being a Colorado or LSU they're playing, or Florida State. I just think Texas is going to either be favored or close in all their games. So Yeah, I mean, just... You seem to... Have you gotten to the point now, because I know when the brackets first came out, you were like, I don't know if Texas can make it. And it seems like you've kind of talked, as the fan typically will do. Oh, yeah. You've talked yourself into it. I've... I've talked myself both ways. Yeah. I've talked myself to where if Abilene Christian comes out and by God has one of them games and beats them, I'm not going to be just utterly shocked from it. <laughs> yeah. But I've also talked myself up to where, you know what, Texas has a legit shot to make a Final Four this year, which in my – technically in my lifetime, Texas has made a Final Four, but in my basketball-watching lifetime, Texas is not yeah, Arkansas has also won the championship it. in my lifetime. Yeah, 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 technically, yeah. But uh, Texas hasn't – in my being an avid – college basketball fan Texas hasn't even sniffed a final four since I've been watching so what's going to be the downfall that's what of Texas? what what what's the scenario where all of a sudden they lose in the second round what is it miss three what, foul I, trouble what I have against throws? Texas and I've had against them the entire year so at the beginning I was I was very huge on Texas but about the midway point all the way really until the end I wasn't really back in on Texas as you know until yeah. like the last couple of games into the big 12 tournament it's just what scares me, which scares should scare any team's fan in the tournament, mm-hmm. is Texas can go cold. They can go so cold. I've I've been watching a Texas game before and looked up, and they've been at 44 points, and then six minutes later they're at 46. <laughs> and I'm I, I just don't. They just have so sometimes they have so many empty offensive possessions, and it just it frustrates you as a fan whenever you see that happening. So that's what scares me about them going to the tournament, but. They haven't been like that as of late. As I mean, until about three weeks ago, unless you were a Texas basketball fan, you probably didn't even know who Jericho Sims was. And now he might be a first-round draft pick just because of what he's he done. Might be a lottery. Pick. Yeah, just what he's done as of late. If he can, if he can play how he's been playing, if he can be that don- because even I mean we've had the Texas has had the Miles Turners and the Jared Allens and the Mo Bambas and all those guys, those pretty dominant big men, but they've never had a guy be able to take over a game, how Jericho Sims has been taking one over lately. And so when you also look at Texas from the outside, they seem to have all those tools that usually works for a team in the tournament. I mean, especially with how they played like through the Big 12 tournament. I mean, you got you got a dominant, you got a big man that's dominating. You have, you got a senior level guard that's leading the team. You got guys that, I mean, you got your Andrew Jones, like you got Andrew Jones Sr. You got Between him. Jones, Coleman, and Ramey, they all average 12, 13, 14. They all shoot 80% from the free throw line. I love a team that has guards that can shoot free throws and there's mm-hmm. a couple of seniors. And 
Is it Coleman that's not afraid to take any shot late? Oh, I mean, Coleman for four years has been. I mean, I think he made a buzzer to beat North Carolina's freshman year. I mean, he's just been. He's been one he's of been those doing guys. It ever since. Like, I mean, they call him Matty Ice in Austin. I mean, he's been one of those guys. He just, if it's in his hands, like, which also, of course, it's built up. It's built up for his senior year. He's we're probably going to be playing. Right. We're probably going to be playing Alabama or something. He's going to miss the three <laughs> at the buzzer to win it, just because that's how it usually works out. But uh, yeah, I mean. When you think of just like senior guards that are leading the team, that's usually what people love in the tournament. I know you love that, and Matt Coleman's the definition of it. So, if he can play how he played in the if if him and Jericho Sims both play how they played in the Big Twelve tournament, I think the sky's the limit for Texas. And then, which they, really so, makes me nervous. Which well, really, they got really the, makes the me senior nervous. guards, and then they have between Greg Brown, Jericho Simpson, and Kai Jones, 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", all guys that are a force to be reckoned with. Down yeah, I would I mean, like Kai Jones at 6'11", to average more than 4.9 rebounds a game. But, yeah, I, and I mean, if, if, if Greg Brown would have came into this season and been – because Greg Brown was a – he could be a next KD-type recruit. So yeah. he hasn't really lived up to the expectations. But he also has it to where – I mean, Greg Brown has the talent and athleticism to where, I mean, if, we, if we're looking at it and Texas is playing uh, Michigan State in the second round, you're like, Greg Brown wouldn't won Texas that game. You wouldn't be too shocked by it just because of how talented of a player he should be. So, but like I said, I mean, if Kai Jones and Jericho Sims can dominate, then. Yeah, and all that said, you've just heard both of us talk about how Texas can make it, so don't be shocked when they lose in the first, second oh, round. If they lose <laughs> Dabbling Christian, I'm like I said, I'm not going to be the least bit shocked, which also I've took my uh, I've took my likings of Texas basketball very emotionally on Twitter, so it's going to be – I'm probably going to get abused for that <laughs> if they blow that one. So let's go over to the south now, and let's look at – I have – obviously I want to talk a little bit of Arkansas and kind of – talk things through with you a little bit. But the thing that jumps out to me on this bracket is it wasn't that long ago that I thought Baylor was the best team in college basketball. Mm-hmm. And they had a little COVID pause. I mean, I, nobody nobody can for sure tell me tell you different now. I mean, lost, I mean, there's not a for sure that they're not. They lost to Kansas on senior night, which I think Kansas has won 30 straight senior night, so it's not that crazy to lose to Kansas on senior night. And then they lost to a good Oklahoma State team in the Big 12 tournament. I think they got... Between their guards, they have two different guards that could be Big 12 players. Has the award come out yet for Big 12 player of the year? I think they had two that was like the one and two for the runner-up. Did. And they they shoot threes, though, and that does make me nervous, too. I thought, Jared, did Jared Butler not win Big 12 player of the year? I think so, and Donovan, for them, had a chance at it. Which also, uh, just got to drop in and say Jericho Sims not even being any defensive Big 12 honors. That was a... That was a snub, but just had to get that. I'll quote my Texas bias here. Jared, Jared Butler, Butler Big, Big Twelve Player of the Year, and okay, then runner-up was uh, Donovan. I can't remember his name, but forty-five for them, really mm-hmm. good player. Uh, Moving, but I do think Baylor's going to get a tough match playing Purdue. Purdue is a good. I think they're probably. Let me look through. Well, Oklahoma State's four seed. I like them too, but Purdue's one of the best four seeds. They kind of. Mm-hmm. Very Purdue-like. They're kind of boring. Yeah. They have a huge seven foot four guy in the middle. Then they have Trevion Williams at power forward, solid player. And then the guards just know how to play at basketball. You, you know? I mean, you can't count out Matt Painter. Yeah, and I mean, Painter, he just he just wins. He yeah. just makes it to the dates. He's like he's like an Izzo. Just march. He's just built different during it. Um, looking at Arkansas side, I was one of the teams I was interested in 
maybe making advancing a few rounds before the tournament came out. I thought wherever Texas Tech falls, I think they could be frisky. Chris mm-hmm. Beard's one of the better coaches. McClung can get hot and win a yeah. game, and they have other. Uh, they have Sil- uh, Santos Silva, I think is his name, and a couple other guys yeah, that Silva. I like. And then I see, wow, okay, so they'll play Arkansas in the second round. So that mm-hmm. kind of scares me. Uh, Arkansas can be a little feast and famine at times. They've had a great run where they've won, well, I think, 12 of the past 13, mm-hmm. something like that. What do you say, as someone who you're not an Arkansas fan at all, if anything, you probably root against Arkansas at times. No, yeah. <laughs> what do you see, where do you have Arkansas going, what trips them up? I've just, just as much as I've talked about, talked myself up to Texas the past few days, I've kind of started to talk myself up to Arkansas. Okay. At one point I heard you saying something about Final Four run. I, it's It's highly likely. I think until they meet, say, a Baylor or a Purdue in the elite. I think on that their, their, bo- their bottom part of that region, I think their Florida, toughest, cha- I think their toughest challenge on the I think their toughest challenge on the bottom part of that region is gonna be Texas Tech in the second round. If they of course mm-hmm. both meet each other. So you don't see much of Ohio State. I don't know if I believe you. in Ohio State like very much. I mean they're they're definitely one of those teams that can be frisky and has been at times, but I don't know if I believe in Ohio State that much. Or Roberts. In Ohio State, I'm not saying that that's a po- even a possibility, but yeah. Oral Roberts. I mean, they, Oral Roberts got the leading score in the country. <laughs> so he, I mean, the guy so can. They, so you're saying he can score? A they have a guy that can go score. I don't. I mean, if I if I had to put money on a, I don't know. All all the two fifteens are kind of scary games. They're not yeah. like all four guaranteed wins. I mean, they're all. But uh, then you got Houston down there, which we'll get to. But I don't. And no one knows anything about Houston, really. I feel like no. they've just kind of quietly won twenty. But, uh, yeah, Florida, Virginia Tech. I, I almost don't even care about that game. I mean, that's it's probably gonna be a fun game, but I don't. I don't see either one of those. I see whoever wins that, unless somehow they got matched up with Oral Roberts in the second round. I see whoever wins that probably getting beat pretty handily. But I mean, I have. I would say it's almost like I'd put a lot of money on it to be Arkansas and Ohio State probably in the Sweet 16 and then probably Baylor I, I mean I don't know what to think really at that top I mean Purdue like you said uh, Villanova losing Gillespie losing yeah, the star guards but, yeah losing Gillespie that were good they weren't even just great before then I, I don't, don't even think know if they Villanova's had a, a, a run with him. Villanova's not a 5 seed because they think they're a 5 seed I think that's kind of a you had a good year. We'll mm-hmm. give you a five seed, even though yeah. you're not as good now as you were. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen ago. what uh, Winthrop lost in like what overtime on their one loss of the year. Yeah. So Winthrop's, at, I mean, which I haven't played much of anybody, but you I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, as as far as an in conference schedule, they haven't played too much worse of an in conference schedule than Gonzaga did. I mean, it's just, but uh, that's a popular twelve five Winthrop over Villanova. Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, I've like I said, I've told you before. I mean, of course, we'll get down to. The other one, but uh, I like all the 12 seats. I like all so you four might just of them. Go ahead. I mean, I you like get those bonus points, you could just pick 12 seats. <laughs> I like all four of the 12 seats. Like, the more I've looked into it. Uh, so, this this will be the year for all you listeners out there that all the five seats advance. All the five seats. <laughs> all the five seats. And, I mean, I'm so against, we're so against Villanova right now. You might as well put Villanova in what the Elite Eight. They're probably going to be Baylor in the Sweet 16. I mean, that's just, that's how it works out. But uh, uh, I don't think. I don't know if anybody very. Are you worried at all about North Carolina or Wisconsin against Baylor in the second round? Or? Not really. I mean, Wisconsin a little because I just think they could slow down and make a game ugly and mm-hmm. and just not turn the ball over. But I just think Baylor's so good. I think Baylor's I think, trip to the Final Four is very likely. 
how we were talking earlier about fun games looking forward to. If if it happens, I mean, and there's a good chance it does. If it happens, Baylor-Arkansas in the Elite Eight is going to be maybe one of the more fun games of the tournament. Baylor-Arkansas or Baylor-Ohio State, either one would be a really fun game. Yeah, me. which, I mean, I guess... I guess Purdue talk could about trip it them up because Purdue's going to, similar to what I said with Wisconsin, yeah. but about mucking it up, playing it kind of ugly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, just big white guys that are just going to play pretty ugly basketball, but <laughs> beat you in the end. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, with Wisconsin and North Carolina, I don't even know who for sure I would pick to win that game. But, yeah, I would have to say probably whoever wins that's going to fall to Baylor. I like, yeah, I like probably. It's probably going to come down to Baylor. It's, more than likely going to be the one, two, three, four, in the Sweet 16 in this bracket. I don't see any really Cinderellas coming out of this bracket. I mean, like I said, te- Texas Tech and Arkansas. I kind of like be Utah one State. Of- Utah State does have our guy yeah. that wears number 44 in yeah. honor of the four for four. Wins, <laughs> yeah, which shout out. <laughs> you got you got to root for that guy. <laughs> but uh, if I had to guess, it'd probably be the one, two, three, four. My pick is. Uh, probably going to go with Baylor. I'm probably going to say Baylor over. Yeah. Well, let's go down. Baylor over Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas, but also, of course, I mean, I don't know. Arkansas-Texas Tech, I think, is going to be a fun game if if that game happens. Boy, would it be fun to get Arkansas-Texas in the national championship. It would be possible. It is possible. Let's go down to the Midwest, the fourth bracket. I don't bracket. know if I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fourth bracket, um... They feature who many are saying the team playing the best basketball right now in Illinois. Um, and and if it's not Illinois, maybe the other team playing the best basketball at the moment could be Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. And that's where I want to go with this bracket. That game, if we can get – if Oklahoma State can do their part, Illinois can do their part and get to the Sweet 16, that could be the most fun game of the entire tournament. So you're just automatically counting out Sister Jean a little Chicago, huh? Yeah, I'm not worried about them. <laughs> if anything, I'm actually worried about Liberty. I think Liberty could scare Oklahoma State in the first round. Oklahoma possible. State is it's looking possible. at that Illinois matchup. I it think. is possible. What do you think? Like, is Illinois – how good a team are they? Are they possibly the best team in the tournament? <sighs> A.O. Desunu I mean, just won uh, USA Today player I, of the year. A.O. I, I don't know correctly how to say I, it. I think, I think it's I.O. Him and uh, – I mean, yeah, because they got him. He can score with – like, I mean, they, they're, I, mean they're, I think he's he's probably what uh, I mean I feel like on most boards he's probably what it, definitely the number two pick. He's moved up well. The Mobley at USC, some Mobley Mobley is definitely high up there. I guess we didn't really dive into talking about him, but he he's he's up there. He's he's a reason that they could they could possibly see a couple upsets over there. But back to that, uh, yeah, Illinois. I mean, like I said, Dominic, I might have Dominic, Dominic guard play. I do have Illinois do? winning it all in the bracket that we're in together. I, I do have Illinois. And then Kofi Coburn. Which yeah. Can we talk Co- about why his name you, – you pointed this out to me. His name should not be pronounced Coburn. It sure doesn't it's look pronou- like it. It's least. pronounced Coburn and it's uh, – It's spelled Cockburn. It's spelled Cockburn, yeah. so Because uh, they, they kept saying Coburn, Coburn, Coburn. was like, I don't even see a Coburn on the court. Yeah. Who are they talking about? I was like, oh, it's the guy that's dominating. That makes but sense. But hey, they can say his name however he is dominating. I guess he, he's probably sliding up on boards too. I mean, I think that, he's 15 Illinois, and the only Illinois. player averaging 15 and 9 in the Big 12. No, because uh, Cars had definitely averaged that, but yeah. really good year he's had. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. Like we were saying with how they fall together. I mean, uh, he's the only player averaging 15 and 9 on at least 65% shooting from the floor. Which is pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. And he averaged 18 and 10 in Big Ten games. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. Illinois is the definition of what we were talking about we liked earlier. The 
dominant guard play, dominant big man. I mean, he's you definitely don't see much of that big man anymore. Just a bully, just can go get a board and score down low at any time. And I mean, if you had that to go along with the best, if not, I mean, the top top two best guard in the country. Yeah. I mean, that's if why you that had those Illinois, two things to mesh Illinois together. Illinois State game, if we can get it, Cade Cunningham versus Iowa would be. Oh, I mean, must be, watch. Oh, yeah, M- must watch TV. I and mean, that's, NBA scouts will definitely be watching because those yeah. are two guys that. Uh, but like I said, I don't see. I mean, Tennessee, Oregon, it's all State, fun and games really with Chicago, but I don't see them doing much to. Even. I think Georgia Tech got a raw deal getting a nine seed. Georgia Tech has. I was I was confused about that too. How did Georgia Tech? How did Georgia Tech get a nine seed and Clemson got a seven seed? I don't, and the, yeah, the I mean, just, just record. That's the only Georgia thing. Just, just record is literally the only thing that Clemson has better than them, and it's only by like maybe a game or two. Like I think Clemson's like. I think they got a raw deal getting the nine seed, and I think that's going to screw Loyola over. And I, I maybe, think Georgia yeah. Tech probably beats them. In. But either way, whoever gets that second round, I, I don't, don't see. see I don't see Illinois. even coming close to Illinois. I don't see. Like we said, I mean, I, I usually am. A, Huge upset guy. Whenever it comes to March Madness, but I, I hope at the top of that bracket none happen really because I would love to see Illinois the second weekend if we could see Illinois against. Well, and, and then we go to Oklahoma that, State. That bottom of that bracket, literally to me, it's a coin flip in every game. I don't know. Like, if I'm any, not sure. I, I liked know, West Virginia earlier the year, but not as much. Now. I don't know if any of those eight teams. Houston, I don't know anything about. I don't know if any of those eight teams have a shot at really. I mean, to me. San Diego State, maybe, but not, they don't if play it's not a lot. Illinois, If it's not Illinois or Oklahoma State, like I don't see who else it could be from this region. That's where, because you do always, it, not always, but it does seem like it's often there's a random Final Four team gets in there. Mm-hmm. So you have like your Gonzaga. I don't think Texas is a, you can consider a random one, but like you, that one, if you get a San Diego State in there or even a West Virginia. San Diego State's been playing good basketball. They have, but that's just one where you'll go, I can easily see us at the end of the day go, Okay, Baylor, hey, hey, Gonzaga, Bay, Alabama, double digit seed, and Syracuse. Yeah, like it's Bayheim gonna be a, a double digit seed. I'm not, I'm not counting Bayheim out at a double digit seed, just like I'm not counting out UConn at a seven seed. That's, yeah. that's usually where those two teams thrive. I mean, if if we're looking here three weeks later and it's Syracuse and uh, UConn at the two bottom brackets in the Final Four, you can't be just too surprised. You're, you're kind of like, oh, this happened again. You're like, oh yeah, here we go. We're back. I mean, time's a flat circle. We're back to where we started. <laughs> So that give me your final four then. We've kind of gone through the teams. So what's your final four? Uh, I for sure got Gonzaga, Illinois. Now south and east. I'm gonna go. Of course, where 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 we put money up for it? I have Baylor there. I'm gonna go Arkansas in this one. Okay. I'm gonna say Arkansas, and I'm gonna say Texas. And I got Arizona, Illinois, Texas, both in the final four. And I got Illinois beating Gonzaga to win it all. Very like so. I'm gonna if if somehow Illinois and Gonzaga do meet in the national championship, I think that could be one of the more fun national championships we've had in a while. Because it's like you, you never you never have that really any of the years where the top two teams meet there, and you're like, okay. I mean, I guess uh, it was almost that whenever North Carolina and Villanova played mm-hmm. a few years back when North Carolina and Gonzaga played those. I mean, those were some of the better teams in the tournament. But you never really just have the – because I feel like everybody's pro- – I mean, like we said, Baylor – Baylor's pretty dang good. But, I mean, I feel like most people are kind of on the same page of Gonzaga and Illinois are the best two teams in the tournament. And on the left and right side of the bracket, it's should be theirs. To, like, 
for sure with Gonzaga, for them to not at least make the Final Four, I think a major upset has to happen. And for Illinois not to make the Final Four, I think a pretty major upset would have to happen. Unless we just start watching the tournament in one of these teams, but you could you see Oklahoma State beating them? That's that's what I was saying. Like unless that's we start unless crazy. we start watching unless we start watching the games and we're like, oh, actually Oklahoma State just struggled at points in the season. They're actually really good. So that besides that, and unless that happens, I just I don't see. I mean, it could very easily be the three one seeds, and then I mean. I guess it's not a for sure that I know I don't I don't see many brackets with them there, but I guess it's not a for sure that Michigan's not going to make the final four. Well, I mean, yeah, with them being the one seed, they're probably the, they're the favorite to make. Say the final Michigan four. gets through the first two rounds, and then they get Livers back in the Sweet Sixteen, who's a guy who averages sixteen five and four. I mean, if you get Livers back boost. and you get lucky and you're playing, they could get Livers back and be playing Georgetown in the Sweet Sixteen, and or, or something like that, and then they could win that, and then they're looking ahead. And I mean, if they all they have to do. With how Michigan set up, all they maybe have to do is have one dominant game to make the Final Four. Mm-hmm. If they can beat, say, an Alabama or Texas or UConn down at the bottom of that bracket, then they can make the Final Four. So, I mean, it's I one of those years I wouldn't be surprised if lower seeds made it, but also I wouldn't be surprised at all if all four one seeds were the Final Four. I think my Final Four, and I haven't actually, like the bracket that I'm filling out, I haven't fully finished it, but Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and in the next bracket, I, I I think it's going to be the weird one. I think the Midwest, we're going to get a weird one. I'm going to say San Diego State in the Final Four. So Gonzaga, Baylor, Texas, San Diego State. Baylor beat, wins the national championship over Gonzaga. We get the matchup. Because that was supposed to happen earlier this year, right? Mm-hmm. Baylor-Gonzaga. Yeah, Baylor-Gonzaga. So yeah, I want to say we get the matchup. We, we never got in the regular season. Baylor beats Gonzaga in the championship. That's yeah. That's what I'm going. I just think well, Baylor. I mean, the best I, team. this isn't bothering me at all. But a lot of people are worried because Gonzaga's in their region has already played and beat a couple of the better teams. They've beaten the two, three, and four all by ten points or more. Yeah. So that does give you a little pause. I think Iowa actually did play them in their closest game but, of the year at ten points, which is insane. yeah, they've been close. Yeah. Like ninety five to eighty five or yeah, one hundred five yeah. to ninety five, it was something. Yeah, I think I think Kansas, they beat Kansas like one ten to ninety six. It was mm-hmm. like an extremely high scoring game, but uh, kind of makes you double take at that and be like, oh, they dominated the first game. It's kind of hard to dominate the same team twice, or maybe you just kind of look at it and you are like, oh, actually they're just Gonzaga and they're dominant and they're going <laughs> to dominate whoever they play. I th- I think Gonzaga dominates until the Final Four. I think they dominate. Like, I think they might win every game until the Final Four. I think until the Final Four, they win every game by 15-plus points. Yeah. Well, they've won every – at one point, they had won, like, 10 straight games by 20-plus points. mm -hmm. They just have dominated, which you mentioned that, what is it, the Big West or whatever conference, and they don't play the toughest opponents Mm -hmm. over there. But still, they played teams earlier this year, and, like – I mean, they they dominated teams that – at their most dominant point. I mean, they dominated Iowa whenever well, Iowa, Iowa was, was a – whenever a lot of teams were saying – a lot of people were saying Iowa was the top three or four team in the country, and they dominated them. So, I don't know. I mean, it's – to me, that's why we love this time be, of year because who knows what's going to happen. Oh, but. you have no idea. I mean, if we're sitting here, like I said, sitting here on April 3rd and Gonzaga's not in the Final Four, I mean, you'd be Making shocked, but not just utterly shocked. I mean, it wouldn't throw you off too much. Well – whether or not you're making a bracket, I'm sure you're making a bracket. If you're listening to this, you've probably made a bracket, at least for fun. <laughs> um, if you want to get in on some of the action, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know the NBA is in full swing. 
We know they have all kinds of stuff going on with the NFL with futures bets. If you've seen some of this free agency stuff and you want to maybe toss a little money on one of these future bets. And, of course, the madness. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline. You might think, oh, I don't have enough time. You might be hearing this, and you think, oh, crap, it's Thursday. Game's already started. We're a little different this year. <laughs> Games don't start till Friday, so you still got time to go get in there, either get in on some action or get in on this $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest. Either way, BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline is you covered for all the news scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure when you go over there, stick in the promo code and go use the promo code and stick in armchair as you check out to let them know we sent you. It really helps out. Let's get to Dave from BetOnline and talk a little bit about some of these lines. And now we are glad to welcome on Dave Mason with Bet Online. We want to get into some of the the it's it's a busy time right now in the in the gambling world with the tournament going on. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, one of the biggest betting events of the year. It's my personal favorite uh, event of the year, as both a fan and as a better. So. Uh, a lot of fun. We love March Madness, and especially this year. You know, we didn't have it last year, so uh, that's when all the COVID nonsense started. And a few weeks later, we're we're uh, posting odds on ping pong instead of the national championship game. So it's been a it's been a weird year, but uh, man, I'm so happy that, that we're we're playing ball this year. <clears throat> yeah, that's when you mentioned one of the the bigger betting mo- year moments in the year of big uh, events. How big does this compare to? you know, just a NFL Sunday or maybe the college football playoffs or the NFL playoffs. Like, is this the, the gambling moment of the year or, well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to compare because, you know, um, Barnch Madness is spread out over, you know, three weeks with, so what, I guess, 63, 64 games. Um, you know, Super Bowl, if you're looking at one game, Super Bowl without a doubt. Nothing to it touches a Super Bowl. Oh, actually, except for last year because the 2020 election did more than Super Bowl. Yeah. So that, you know, but uh, let, let's there talk There was more. a lot of action on yeah. the election. <laughs> that, that, that was insane, man. That, that was absolutely insane. We did more action. We did as much action on a 2020 election as we did the previous two Super Bowls combined. So that was, yeah, it was, it was nuts, dude. I never, I never saw anything like it, man. It was a lot of fun uh, to watch. You know, I, I, I myself hate politics, you know, I don't get involved in all the nonsense, but for the whole betting market, man, it makes it so interesting for me. And I, I probably learn more about politics and political science uh, we're working as a bookmaker than I did in any political science class <laughs> as pathetic as that sounds, any history or political science class in high school and college, but man, that, that was a fun event. But, uh, anyways, I digress. Um, yeah. So if you're looking at one event, it, it's the Super Bowl, uh, 99 times out of a hundred. Um, but you know, as an event, March Madness is right up there. You know, like I said, there's so many games and it's over three weeks. It's, it's hard to um, 
it's hard to compare. It's always a good event because it gets people. I work more on the marketing side of things. So we're always looking at active numbers and getting people back in the site. So it's one of those events that people are signing up for, you know, guys who haven't been on the site for a few months or, you know, after Super Bowl and Monday after Super Bowl, they cash out their winnings and then they go dormant for a little while. Then March Madness comes back and they're all back. So it's a good event for that too, just for handle and getting people back on the site and uh you know again you get them for three weeks too super bowl is one of those kind of events where you get all those people back but you have them for a day you know then monday those those casual guys just disappear again and you'll find that you'll they'll come back march madness or maybe not until next august september so it's definitely one of the bigger events of the year you know we i I rank those events uh if NFL football week one is is the most important quote unquote event. And again, I'm using this word word event kind of loosely, but that's the most important event of the year because that kind of dictates the rest of your season. If you if you have a lot of people on your site, NFL week one, you know, you have them for 17 weeks, right? And then hopefully the playoff, Super Bowl, et cetera. But if your numbers are down or whatever, NFL week one, then, oh, you, you got some catching up to do. So, you know, that it, it, March Madness, NFL playoff, Super Bowl, even something like the Kentucky Derby is always a big event too. NBA playoffs will be coming up. That'll be the next quote unquote event. Well, and so you mentioned trying to get people back over to the site if they maybe have left for a little bit. I know. I've been on BetOnline now for probably a year. We didn't have a March Madness last year, as you mentioned. I know at least right off the top, something that's been interesting to me is looking at some of these props where we have like, you know, just a one seed to be losing or tied at halftime in the first round or or just how much does uh, Io for Indiana, will he average over 18 and a half per game? Same, there's the same average bet for Kate Cunningham. Are those something y'all do every year? Or is this y'all getting a little extra for March Madness with some special props? Yeah, I mean, we we have props all over places. We have that player prop software, too, that breaks down a lot of the players and a lot of the uh, standard stuff. But then within the sports book, we have, you know, all sorts of stuff. We've tried to put as much content up as possible. You know, it's not close to the Super Bowl. Again, that's kind of what makes the Super Bowl so special for a one day kind of thing is all those, you know, thousands of props. But we do our best, man. Yeah, we have a bunch of stuff up there and, and you know, how many, how many, you know, the five versus twelve seeds always a big story when the twelve right. seeds knock off the fives. How many how many twelve seeds will win and uh when will Gonzaga be out of the tournament first right, you know, every round, those kind of futures and and you name it. and some kind of wacky stuff up there too. But the more boys have bet the better to keep keep your players engaged and have them keep on betting the games and and the uh and the rounds and everything i'm seeing one prop here and i i, I might be putting on the spot a little bit here but there's a a game winning buzzer beaters in the first round what exactly are we calling is a buzzer beater have to be you know the red lights on the backboard when the shot goes right. in or is it do we have a specific criteria? Yeah, on that? well, we do it. You know, some of these can be kind of those gray area kind of things that are can sometimes be a headache to grade. Whenever yeah. they are headache to grade, we uh, we we definitely uh, lean lean for the player and you know hook them up. But we we have some writing here. If you see that green little eye thing, you just hover over that. Must be a game winning shot as time expires. Um, if any team involved the ball after the. The shot is not considered a buzzer beater, blah, blah, gotcha. blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so yeah. Okay. Um, 
Now to some, like just in general on the lines, like when, when the lines get made for the, the NCAA tournament. First, I just kind of was curious, and this isn't strictly on the NCAA tournament. It can be mm-hmm. broadened out to different sports, but how does the line work exactly? Is there like a system you guys have created where it looks at what Gonzaga averages per game and what Appalachian State averages per game, and then that's how we get the total? Like what, what all goes in that? And then is how much of the human element where there's someone going – yeah, there's yeah, there's there's all sorts of metrics, man, and, and there's all sorts of metrics. Just the dumbed down line. version of yeah, <laughs> that, that's about the simplest, right? But there there's <laughs> tons of metrics going into it, um, and you know it's it's not those opening odds are always you know the man they move a lot. They they and that's one thing we pride ourselves in is opening our odds up as early as anybody. Um, you know we we've done that for years. And now some some books are catching up to us, but that's such a valuable thing for betters to have their access to is early opening odds. Some some books just open them late. They let all these other books like us open them early, and we'll take the sharp action, and the odds will get shaped. And by then, these other books will open them up. They'll see what we're doing, and they'll open them up. But those odds are harder to beat. You know, if you get these early opening odds. They move a lot. I mean, example, right. Ohio, Ohio opened up plus 11, and they're down to plus seven, I believe. I mean, that, that that's a four-point swing. I mean, and we got and, – and early betters recognize that. Ohio is taking on more action than any team so far in these in these round of six to four games. So early betters recognize that. You know, we got some early sharp betters who recognize that, and they bet Ohio, and, and it moves four points. So – if you're getting four points on the closing number, I mean that that does. There's no guarantee you win, but long term you're going to absolutely kill it. So, right. um, having access to those early odds, they're never perfect. They're more likely in college, especially in college basketball. College basketball is a, a tough sport to book especially with those totals man um those totals are so you know there there was a year for years no books would dare post all totals during the season and we one year we probably like seven eight years ago we said screw it let's post totals on every game and 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 some more books do it now because they're just so hard to deal man it's just you know, there's so many teams and there's so, so, you know, there's, there's always going to be some, some people from some of these smaller schools that know about that school more than the bookies do, believe it or not, even with all our metrics and data, that's why college basketball, there's a lot of sharp betters out there in college basketball. Well, right. Cause I mean, there could be someone, you can do all the research you want on Grand Canyon, but there could be someone right there in the area that knows that team just far better than you're going to be able oh, to. Oh, absolutely. And, I'll, and so I'll they give can you an, see an over-under and be like, that's just I, way off. Absolutely. Know? And I'll give you a, a personal example. I'm a, I'm a huge Villanova fan. I mean, I'm a massive Villanova fan. And um, for their Big East tournament, they opened, I believe we opened them plus nine, or sorry, minus nine and a half against Georgetown for that first round game. And I told our guys, I was like, dude, this this is way too high. You know, there are starting point guard blew out his knee last week. We don't even have a backup point guard. The off guard hurt his ankle the other night. We don't even know if he's going to be playing. We aren't deep enough as it is. Um, we, you know, 
we don't have nearly as much to play for it said so you know i told our guys that's who are making the odds and sure enough you know george towns ends up winning outright um right of course we all bet bill and Noah made some extra money but uh <laughs> but that's a, that's just an example you know i know this team better than the odds makers know this team and, and you take you take a team you know, these small schools, I mean, Villanova is a pretty public school, so maybe I'm exaggerating there. For this game, I definitely had it down pat. But, you know, if you take some of these smaller schools and 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 you can get an advantage if you if you went to one of these smaller schools. There's a lot of specialists out there betting that stuff, you know, whether they're a, they, they, they know these smaller conferences inside and out, these smaller teams inside and out. And there's some real sharp action. There's a lot more sharp action coming in on these smaller schools than there are the Kentucky and the Dukes of the world. So to explain the sharp action a little bit, is Mm -hmm. that going to be someone that is coming in with a, that has some sort of knowledge and they're putting one bet, but it's a big bet. It's not like the smaller bets that like the average guy's making or. What's well, usually for big volume, but they'll make as many bets as possible if they have an edge. A sharp better is a, a sharp better is a guy that is a long term winner and is getting the best of the number. What's getting the best of the number? Um, well, they're 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 betting Ohio at plus eleven when it closes plus seven. Um, you're not gonna, no one's gonna beat the closing numbers long term because the closing numbers have been sharpened and and they're shaped and sharpened, and no one's gonna beat those long term. But you can beat the early numbers long term. If you're if you're you know on the football game, if if the game closes uh, plus three, but the better got up plus three and a half, no guarantee you're going to win that bet. But if you're getting a half a point extra on the closing value long term, you're gonna that the math is now in your favor. You're going to win right. long term if you're getting an extra half a point. Same same holds true for basketball or any sport for that matter. If you're beating the closing odds, and that's what these sharp guys do, they're beating the they're not only they're beating the closing odds lo- way more often than not, and thus they're winning long term. Um, how much they're betting, they usually bet more, but not always. Um, so so yeah. So for for like to go back to just that Ohio game because that's the one you had mentioned off the start. Uh, mm-hmm. That that starts at a, at Ohio plus eleven, and then obviously the lines moved a lot. Is that because you're does bet online want equal amount of action on no. both sides? Or? No, the, I mean the, we have more action on Ohio. The the, the old. When when you hear people say, "Oh, sports books just book games to get 50-50 on action on each side," they're, they're, no, that's that's not true at all. Okay, because that's what I've always heard. Nah, it's 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 nonsense. It's not not even close to me. It's impossible for us to do it. Sure, some games are like that, but we respect the sharp action. If sharp action is on one side, but eighty percent of the cash is on the other side. We don't care. That's called a reverse line movement is when the uh, number goes down, even though the, the all the cash is on the other side. If public's on one side and the sharps are on the does that mean we're going to win? No. It, you know, If we lose that game and 80% of the cash is on the other side, that's going to hurt. But long-term, you think of long-term. Long-term is the most important word. Or is that two words? I don't know. Hyphenate a word in the history. <laughs> whatever the hell it is. It's one of the most important words uh, long term you know any anybody can win a bet a few bets etc but long term if you're getting the best of the number you're going to be a winner and the sports book treat it the same way we respect that sharp action 
We'll move the number. We want the sharpest number at tip-off or kickoff or, or when the opening bell rings on a fight or whatever. We don't really care as much on lopsided action. It, it You know, it, it's no big deal. If, if the public wins, okay, the public won. They're going to be betting on a game tomorrow, what, whatever, big deal. You know, as long as you have deep pockets and, and you can you can weather the storm when the public makes the run, no big deal at all. We want the sharpest number available. So what I'm what what I'm gathering is for the advice for the the average better out there who's just kind of maybe they're jumping into March Madness they haven't they don't bet year round but they're just like oh college basketball I want to have a little skin on the game or maybe the same for NFL when Week One rolls around you're telling me that more often than not it's it's better to get your bets in on Monday morning for the NFL don't wait until Saturday night because by Saturday night you guys have gotten your line as sharp as you possibly can and you might win like don't get me wrong like you said Mm -hmm. you might still wait on Saturday night and have a huge Sunday but if you do that every single Sunday for 17 weeks you're probably going to get beaten more often not because you're just getting the best line on the yeah I mean maybe you don't have to place your bets early in the week but you got to pay attention You have to pay attention how those numbers – because if you're on the side, you might be on the side that, you know, where you get more value later in the week. So if you bet it early just to bet it early, and then it, you know, went from plus three to plus four, you're like, oh, my God, I lost a point. But you had to pay attention to it. You know, you had to see what the the way the lines are moving. Yeah, because, I mean, 80% of the people, 75% of people are coming in betting at the game day i mean it's just they're they're not paying attention to what happened they it's like oh my god you could you could have got an extra half point you could have got an extra point if you bet it four days earlier you know but you're not paying attention you're not even paying attention obviously because you're hitting submit sunday with everybody else right so like if i would have hit submit on virginia on monday morning i'd be kicking myself now going wow it's now down to seven minus seven yep. much rather avoided so i get what you're saying um this is this probably is dumb thinking, but I know as when I'm gambling, if I hear something like, say I'm on, I'm on, uh, say it's Ohio, say I'm on Ohio to win, that's my upset pick, and I even put money line, and then I realize some graphic comes out from maybe it's Bet Online's Twitter account or something. It says the most public money in round four is on or in the round of sixty four is on Ohio. I instantly go, well, I lost. Because everyone had the same thought that I had. Does it happen that way where if a lot of public money's on a certain game, the public's wrong? I don't, I don't I, think so. You know, I see people always say that when I tweet it out. Like, oh, I'm, right, right. You know, it, it's all about the number, man. It, it's all about what odds did you get? Did you get Ohio at plus seven or did you get Ohio at plus nine, plus 10, plus 11? Heck, plus seven and a half, plus eight. Um, you know, if you're getting it, at, you, you might not win because I mean, I'm looking at the action here now. I mean, let's see, let me do some math in my head real quick. I mean, we're talking about 78% of the cash is on Ohio. So if I tweeted that out and people are like, oh God, my Ohio, my Ohio pick is done. Yeah, that's, I'm, like, I'm reading that tweet as soon as you tweet it out. I'm like, yeah, wow, I'm stupid. I'm, but, I'm getting killed but, with the rest but, of the public. But the guys who are – that includes people who got Ohio at plus 11, plus 10 and a half, plus 10. Those guys don't care. They, they got – they have an extra three or four points on what the current odds are now. Give me that. I don't care if 99% of the people are on my side. If I'm getting – 
best of the number by half point or more, let alone three or four points, I'm doing backflips because I know mathematically that's an advantage for me long term. Doesn't mean I'm going to win this bet, but give me this bet. Let's make this bet 100 times and I'm going to have a guaranteed profit. So I'm looking at right now the odds just uh, – you can do a futures bet. There, I mean, there's all sorts of things over on BetOnline. And um, I'm just looking at the, the, the prop just for futures. So odds just to win sure. the tournament. And obviously you got Gonzaga at the top. Is there a team – I don't know if you have this readily available to you, but is there something where there's a lot of money getting put on one team as just a future bet to win the whole thing? It might yeah. be Gonzaga, but your odds aren't. As yeah, good. well, unfortunately, we're exposed on two teams right now. And again, we've been taking bets on this for months now, right? I mean, these odds right. have been up for, I can't remember when we put them up. We didn't put them up as early as usual just because all the COVID stuff turned everything upside down and, and whatever. But well, it's whatever. definitely we, changed gambling. The COVID yeah, stuff has changed between NFL and college basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. But however months we've had it up, let's say eight months now. Um, so we've been taking action for eight months or whatever. So we're exposed on two teams right now, the Zags and Michigan. Um, so those are our two biggest, are two, only two exposures right now. So any other team wins in this market, we're a winner. Some wins are bigger than others, of course, but yeah, the Zags and Michigan now, right now, like all teams are just getting active. I mean, all teams within reason, all those teams at the top are just money's absolutely flying in. And, and that's, that's a good thing. It's uh that, that the expo, even though the Zags are clear number one seed, um, they're only plus 180 now. So we'll get that exposure down on them um, as, as more people are attracted to the plus 450 of Illinois, plus 600 of Baylor, plus 750 of Michigan, et cetera, et cetera. I got you. I got you. So you, you said as far as sporting events go, and this isn't necessarily a gambling thing, but just for your personal op- opinion, is March Madness – your favorite time of the year when it comes to sports events? Yeah, man. I'm, I've always Bowl? been a huge college. Absolutely. I've always been a college basketball guy. I mean, I love NFL too. I mean, those are probably my, those two in, in, in uh, fighting UFC are without a doubt my, my favorite sports to follow bet on, um, you know, both recreationally and just trying to, trying to win some money as well. But uh, that those three sports stay, are head of head and shoulders above the breast for me. Um, I'm a huge college basketball fan, always have been since I was a kid. And I just love the setup of the tournament too, man. I, I just think it's the perfect layout for any kind of sporting event. Um, I, I like, you know what, that, that and, and the World Cup, even though I'm not a soccer guy, I love the layout of the World Cup as well. So those those two events, I think, are the best um, layouts or structures or whatever for any kind of championship um, you know, playoffs, tournament, or whatever the hell you want to call it, in my opinion. And again, I'm not really a soccer guy, but I, the World Cup always gets me. I always, I'm always a big fan of that. But yeah, that, so that, you know, I, I love the NCAA tournament, man. And have, not having it last year was just a significant blow to the business and, and, uh, not a blow to the business, but it, yeah, I guess it was. Um, we got over it, whatever, but, uh, but yeah, it's well, it probably also hurts people. You you took off a year, not not from your choosing, but with no tournament. So there might be people that that's just one more year they weren't on. If they were just basketball betters, that's one more year they weren't on on bet online. So you know, you're, like yep. you said, you're always you're trying to pull them back. And yep. 
No, but you know, it, it was, you know, it was, it was a crazy year, but you know, we, we, a lot of people, when all that stuff happened, I mean, a lot of people stayed on the site and, uh, they're playing, I mean, our casino and our poker numbers went through the roof. I mean, they were just, we were setting records there. Cause I mean, people were sitting at home, nothing to do. We couldn't go out of the bars anymore. Can't go to a restaurant, can't go to the gym, can't go to work, can't do anything. So log on and play some blackjack and poker <laughs> and any sport we posted, whether it was ping pong or Belarus soccer or, or overnight Korean baseball, everything. The Korean baseball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the UFC, I mean, the, thank God UFC got blessed Dana White because those events were just getting sick action. I mean, that, that, uh, Masvidal Usman fight, it was either in June or July. I mean, we, we did more action on that card than we did on any other card in the history of bet online. So wow. people were still betting. And then once, then when uh, August came around and, you know, baseball, hockey, NBA came back, I mean, people were – it was just like a bunch of, you know, uh, rabid animals got let out of a cage. <laughs> and I was one of them because, you know, I got a little degeneracy in my, in my, my blood as well. So all the betters came full, back in full force. Then NFL, oh, my God, NFL and college football, it was on. So, you know, business is better than ever. Um and and uh, it's gonna be our biggest March Madness ever, without a doubt. Well, that's what I was gonna. I'll get you out of here on this. I was gonna ask that. So with with we missed a year of March Madness. People are champing at the bit. They want to be. They want to get on action. Whether it's making brackets or getting it on battle line. Are you noticing already? This is going to be a very heavily uh, higher bet uh, March Madness for you guys. Yeah, and we're trending that way. Um, again, we're going to have to compare it to March Madness a couple of years ago. I mean, it's hard to really compare big time because I mean, we're bigger than we're, we keep growing every year. Um, right, right. So we're bigger than we were two years ago. And uh, I think the only year we didn't grow was 2017. I mean, last year was kind of fluky. It's hard to compare any of that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it'll without a doubt be our biggest March Madness ever. So uh, no doubt about it. Well, and BetOnline, as you heard earlier in the pod, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I mean, the NBA is going. There's all kinds of future stuff on different sports and, of course, March Madness. And for everybody listening, the tournament does not start Thursday like normal, so you got a little bit more time. The tournament's coming up, and there's still a $100,000 Bracket Madness contest at BetOnline. is the spot for all your bracketology needs. Just get over there. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout. Bet online is your online sports book experts. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, Dave. We, uh, we hope to have you again here soon. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Take it easy. Take care now. All right. Thanks again to Dave Mason for hopping on with us and talking. I hope he comes back soon. And thanks again to Jared for hopping on and talking through the brackets. Hopefully you at home got to hear some of this and you know what to stay away from. Mike, maybe Texas, maybe Arkansas. Uh, Hammer down Abilene Christian. <laughs> yeah. All those picks you heard us, the ones you were in, we were in agreement on, you might want to go the other way. Uh, don't forget, BetOnline, the place to go for all your action. Put in the promo code armchair. And then if you're going to buy and sell shoes, there's nowhere better to do it than eBay.com. And you, if you go to now to eBay.com slash sneakers, they have everything you can want from the latest to rarest dead stock and new releases. And you can make sure it's the shoe you want with their authenticity guarantee ebay.com slash sneakers all right get ready weekend full of basketball i don't know how often i will move from the couch between friday and sunday well even monday it's gonna be a lot of basketball watching jerry thank you for coming on kevin it's always it's always a pleasure 
And I guess uh, Lev will be recurring guest now. You know, second time. <laughs> yeah. Got to come on whenever, right? Yep. He's <laughs> ready, ready for the tournament, though. We will be back next week to try to make sense of whatever the hell happens in these first two rounds. All right. Peace out. The day is here already. <laughs>